Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. The title of our show tonight is called Enjoy the Journey to Where We Are Headed. And that might seem peculiar and a bit odd to talk about during the time upon this planet. Um, But we are going to have a lot of interesting, interesting information coming to you tonight. We are on the air live, and I always love to do the program uh, live on the Pure Hope Show. So if you are interested and have any questions, you are certainly welcome to call us. The number, I'm going to give that a couple times during the program. The number to call if you do have any questions or comments you'd like to make is 213-559-297 and press the number one and you will be on our program tonight and we will have an awesome, awesome discussion. It's 213-559, I think I missed a number, 2974 and press the number one and you will get on our program tonight. But before we get started, what I want to do is tell all of our listeners, without you, we wouldn't even have a program. And we are welcoming back a guest tonight who has been a guest speaker at our gathering here that we call Star Gathering at the Hope Interface Center. And this time on in June of next year, we've got it all planned, so we want you to save the dates for June 13th and 14th. 2020, which is going to be an interesting and awesome year, Saturday and Sunday. We are also going to walk in, walk-ins during that time together. And so there's going to be a lot of information, a lot of downloads, activations. So if indeed you are looking for a place for star beings to come and gather, if you are looking for a place to get information about walk-ins and that phenomenon, you certainly can uh, call the Hope Interface Center and get on our website, and we will get you that information. But also save the dates of June 13th and 14th, 2020, and come and listen to all of the enormous and wonderful speakers that we will have at that gathering. The wonderful guest that we're having on our show tonight is Joy Elaine, who spoke at our last star gathering last June. And she came with all of her books, and she started talking about her books and about her own awakening. And during that particular conference, she was very well received, and I thought it would be a great idea to have her on her show tonight. So uh, we're going to have an awesome conversation. If you do have friends who are walk-ins or star beings or uh, that would like some uh, high, high information, I would text them right now, tell them to get on our website, www.hopeinterfaithcenter, and tune in to the program. So here we are with Joy Elaine. She is a multidimensional being. And at the star gathering, I did happen to ask her, Joy, are you a human? And she said, quite frankly, just looked at me, looked at the gathering who had gathered and says, no, no, 
I am not. And she said that with a higher conviction and a holiness that I admired so deeply. And so she is here upon this planet from the higher dimensions to help us experience what she calls a higher, better version of ourselves than we could possibly ever begin to think about, as well as for our Earth. And she says that the Earth and humanity are destined to evolve to a non-duality existence. Now, what does non-duality mean? And we will ask her some of those questions tonight. And she says, though, it's when individuals will no longer experience aging, no longer will experience disease, no longer will experience death, and there will be an instantly manifestation upon anything of which you desire. Now, I know that's a Sometimes a difficult pill to swallow, but why not? This sounds great. And non-duality is on its way. The non-duality also, we will have relationships with the fairies and the elves and the dwarfs and the dragons and other creatures that many of us believe are mythical. But they will be with us. They will be live and they will interact with us because we are beginning to remember that our true nature is love and that we are all one. And I happen to really enjoy Gnosis. I love Joy Elaine, and so will you after this program. So um, this is, again, just a bit about her author, speaker. She is a level four master practitioner and an animal healing practitioner of serenity, vibration, healing, and enlightenment techniques. She credits this energy modality with being instrumental in assisting her to bring forth the information in the Joy Chronicles, which is her series of books. These series of books, because I have, uh, I'm now in book five, they will blow your socks right off while you're reading them. And what I mean is that they literally um, download information while you're reading these books. Joy Elaine is also one of the foremost experts in the world on Ostar Command, as well as mythical creatures that are indeed real. Joy has her fingers on the pulse of the evolving earth at this time and has a profound understanding of the nature of the 47 universes and many of the races that inhabit them. Each of her books in the Joy Chronicles contains exciting information about our world's journey to a place of peace, health, prosperity, and joy. So without taking up any more time, Let's all do our uh, open up our hearts and welcome our guests this evening to the program. Hello, Joylene. How are you, my dear? Hello. Well, that was a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Man, you know, we could almost I, just call it quits right now. <laughs> you know how much Thank I you. love you, and oh. and every word I say is absolutely true. Absolutely true yeah. about you. You amaze me. You keep on well, amazing me. I think the feeling is mutual. I really enjoyed uh, visiting you and all the lovely people that are associated with you. It was a great time up in Mankato, so glad oh, I was able you. to make it. Yes, yes, yes. Well, tell our listeners tonight a little bit about yourself and the history. I think a lot of them are always wondering and interested about the history of when you woke up and uh, to who you are and how did that all happen for you to get this far in life right now? Well, you know, I'm still waking up. 
<laughs> really? Because, yep. you know, even though I have what feels like a tremendous vision of our future, I know it's even bigger than I've been able to imagine. So um, I I was pretty awake as a little girl because I was outside all the time interacting with fairies. And then I when I moved away from the farm where I was playing with a certain group of fairies, I forgot about them. You know, I grew up and I forgot about them. And probably all of the all the people listening to to my uh, to my talk this evening, the majority of them have done the same thing. We were we were born in third dimension. And it was difficult, just describing this, not giving any energy to it, it was difficult to maintain a high level of awareness and consciousness and enlightenment in that dimension. So God bless those people that were able to reach enlightenment in third dimension. We are having, we're going to have a much easier time of it because, you know, as I talk about later, third dimension is is gone. Uh, Now, some people are hanging on to that survival of the fittest mindset, but really, um, it's such an exciting time to be here, um, and I'll talk more about that too. So when did I wake up? Mm, I s- realized I had a problem when I was in my 40s because I was at a seminar for a nutrition business I have, and we were supposed to write goals for different areas of our life, and I was fine with my physical goals and my business goals and my family goals, but there was a category called spiritual goals. And I do a complete blank. I I I, I kind of was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what could I put in there? Nothing. And so it was. That was a wake up call. Um, I thought, well, I better start investigating that because that's got to be pretty dang important. So I've mm. uh, for probably the last three uh, about the last three decades, I've been investigating. I and started investigating different energy healing modalities and different things, very a wide range from shamanism to angelic healing to uh, past life regressions, you know, just kind of, you know, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? And I think maybe that's a question that um, a lot of people are asking themselves. Now, a lot of people are waking up and they kind of got a clue about why they're here. They're here to be part of the exciting stuff that's happening, but... At the time, I just I didn't know really know at all. I was kind of frustrated about that because I thought, well, I should have I should have had some sort of directions when I incarnated. <laughs> I should know something that I'm supposed to be able to do. So, um, as I I came across uh, in 2003, I came across the modality that you mentioned, serene vibration healing, and it fit me just. So perfectly, I could feel uh, I could feel stuff shifting as soon as I started using it, and I use it still uh, daily. So that's one of the reasons that I'm that I'm awake. That and some of the other uh, studies that I've taken undertaken with us and with the galactic and ascended masters like Isis and Osiris and Toth and Sananda. So uh, waking up, it's like oh wow, when I when I started realizing that the Joy Chronicles are, are are a big part of the purpose of why I'm here, really, mm-hmm. to write those books, to bring the information to people. And I knew that I absolutely had to do it when I when I met that Ashtar commander that I met in the very first book because just the information that you shared a bit of it at the beginning about non-duality, the information that he shared with me as a baby boomer, you know, 73 years, youthful years, was like 
was a total, total mind-blowing, I guess, mind-opening experience because my old paradigm belief, which maybe perhaps a lot of people are still hanging on to, actually my family members are still hanging on to it, despite of what I've been telling them, that you, you're born, you struggle, you might have a little bit of fun, and you get old, you get sick, and you die. That was the old paradigm that I was, you know, that I would assume, well, that's going to be me. So to mm-hmm. hear that there's another possibility, oh, oh my gosh, how... I mean, just even goosebumps, just thinking about it. It doesn't have to be that way. Now, like I said, both my sons, you know, when I I shared that information with my younger son, who's 30, was 30-something then, he said, well, Mom, everybody dies. I said, well, yes, that's true in the old paradigm. So um, they're... They're, yes. they're they kind of suspended disbelief, but they're really like they they're skeptical. They really want to. They really my my, my older son said, "Mom, when I see a dragon, I will be a hundred percent in your camp." Well, you know that's going to happen in the eighth dimension. So uh, we're not there yet. You know. Right. So where are we are, and how can we? You know, the topic is which I kind of strayed off of, but I have a tendency to do that. The topic is how can we enjoy what we're doing. So um, would you like for me to talk about that, or would you want to take us in another direction? No, I would love that because I think that that's a profound statement and a a statement that kind of uh, goes in the face of many people who are seeing shootings and stock market going down and the kids held in cages at the Mm -hmm. borders and so on and so forth. And so they say, what do you mean enjoy this ride? So, yeah, I would like you to expand on that a bit. Well, let me first address those issues that you just brought up. Great. So, and I'll have to take just a little bit of explanation about where we are physically and energetically, uh, where Earth is and everyone on Earth. We are currently experiencing a blend of fifth and sixth dimensions. Fourth dimension's gone, third dimension's gone. Okay? What does Mm -hmm. that mean? That means that this is a higher vibratory energy and the higher we go in the dimensions, eighth is the first non-dual dimension I think you mentioned. The higher we go, the less likely we will be able to be controlled or manipulated. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Total okay. sense. So what's happening now is, and this is the strategy, We, have, when I say we, I'm talking about a joy council, which we formed in the second book, and there are millions of non-dual beings behind the work that we're doing with this. So not just Joy, Elaine, and, and you know, five or six other people, l- literally millions of people that are, that are, you know, they're not on Earth. A lot of people are on Earth, but, but a lot of non-dual individuals on other worlds supporting our work. So the strategy, since it was really difficult when Fourth Dimension le- released, because we tried to uplift Fourth into Fifth, and there was just a total a lot of resistance, and that happens in the fourth book in my series. But so we thought, well, how about if we help encourage the sixth dimension to leak down into the fifth to uplift it? Hmm. And once it's completely seated in that fifth dimension, fifth dimension will be uplifted and eventually able to release on its own. So it'll just drift away. And we are currently three-fourths of the way, sixth dimension is three-fourths of the way immersed into fifth dimension. 
So what's happening is that people, and I'm not, I'm not pointing to any specific person or group of people. I'm not talking about, I don't know anything about the Illuminati, if there are even such a group of people like this, but there are groups of people who are really resistant to this release because less able to control and manipulate other people. So they, so a lot of these occurrences are like they're drama, and, and to say the least. And if you start focusing on the drama, you're feeding it. Hmm. And you're really you hear that everybody. Really, <laughs> I want everybody you're, to hear you're, that. You're you're buying into that that lower energy of keeping us stuck in those kinds of situations the perpetually, just keep perpetuating those situations. So as difficult as it is to to maybe turn the TV off, I mean, people want to find out, but then a lot of times, you know, how much truth is there in the news, really? Mm-hmm. Now, I know that there's big fires in the Amazon. What's the best way to assist that situation? Is it to say, oh, my God, look at that. They're, oh, no, what those terrible people, what's happening? They're, can't they, you know, is that a good way to fix it? Or is it better to say, I'm, I'm just holding peace within myself? I'm just sending love to that area. I'm sending love to those people who are need to wake up, or hopefully they will wake up. And I'm asking angels to help, help the, an, help the animals there. And I know a whole bunch of fairies went to that area to support the animals that were being traumatized. So there are people that are focusing on what they choose rather than the drama that's going on. And you can choose to be. You can choose to stay, maintain peace. You can choose to maintain love and send love from your heart to those situations. That's a higher choice. That's a that's a mastery choice. Yes, yes, and that's what I believe in totally and completely. You know, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, today, I was at, proposed a question by one of the young women that works with me and for me here at the Hope Interface Center, and she said, "Well, Hope." Can you give me a, if someone, what is the difference between compassion when people are coming in with their, um, I'm going to be polite and say sorrow stories versus sob Mm -hmm. stories, but if they are coming in and they are saying, oh, poor me, oh, poor is the world, how do you handle that? Because I told the young women that I, my job is not to condone that reality. My job is to hold a frequency for them to entrain into a new reality. Is that is that exactly. how you would suggest that? Yes, yes. I also might say, depending on how, what their emotional state is, would you like some tools to help you change what you're experiencing? Great. Yes, yes. Because, you know, I have some great tools on my blog, that ideal scenario. It's, it's so easy, and I use it all the time. It's called a golden ticket, actually. It's a it's a serene vibration healing process that just bam 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 you start manifesting what you really choose rather than oh my gosh how did that show up <laughs> mm. you know it's mm. important in as we as we start you know, you mentioned instant manifestation and non duality well what's going to happen is as we're moving into these higher dimensions is you're going to notice that things start showing up really pretty quickly. You'll have a thought about something, and then, wow, you turn around, and there it is. Mm-hmm. So you want to master your mind. You want to start, you want to start catching yourself 
if you're thinking something disempowering, if you said something, I am, and something after that you said that was totally disempowering, you really want to cancel that immediately. You don't want to mm-hmm. de- declare to the universe that you're less than magnificent. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's really a good tool. Just start watching what you're saying. And then uh, if you find that you're really kind of, and I did this for many years, I was de- experienced depression for many, many years, was just totally clueless about how to feel better. And I had friends, I uh, went and cried on their desks a lot, but I, I, serenity vibration healing turned up, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you just keep open to it and just keep asking for assistance, asking the angels to help you, asking God if you can, if you can uh, allow the uh, compassionate, um, all that is into your into your uh, life, asking for assistance and then getting quiet and and allowing it to happen. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So how does one know which dimension that they are currently in or on? How would well? You how are give... you feeling? How are you okay. feeling? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling really good? Are you loving what you're doing? Are you doing what you love? You're probably in a pretty high dimension. You know, no one so far as we're, I'm, I'm knocking on the door of seven, but all of us are, are in various stages of five or six or a blend thereof. So rather than the, the important thing is rather than knowing what dimension you're in is what is your life like? Love it. Because it's going to be easier the higher we go. (laughs) I mean, seven is going to be like, the further we move into seventh dimension, it's going to be almost like eight. It's going to be just like practicing to be instant manifestors. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, if you're not having fun, do something. (laughs) Fix something. (laughs) I love it. You know, I I mean, really, we, we... that's old mindset of, you know, the struggle, you, you know, it's life is just struggle and then you die. I think that's an even old old saying. Of course, that's mm-hmm. a, just a description. I'm not giving any energy to that because if your life is that way, well, I I, I just, God, God bless you, and I hope that you can start um, looking for some answers for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really good for our um, audience to hear as well. So when we talked to about a little bit on that you are an uh, expert or a world expert on the Astar Command and the Commander. Who are some of the other masters that, and probably there are many, as I've read your books, uh, masters that you interact with to receive the information that you are receiving to put in the Joy Chronicles? Right. Well, that's a very important question because the standards that I set is that they are, are either non-dual beings or ascended beings, Uh and Agia is included in, in the work that I do. She's very important, or sometimes people call her Gaia. Uh, she embodied, she has an energy physical energy body that she uh, created to join us at the end of the first book to be part of this huge transmission that we sent out. And I had a big party, too, one of the biggest parties in all the universes. If you, and you, if you want to join us, you know, all you got to do is read the book, and there's descriptions in the back of each book about how you can take part in what we do in the books. So she's on our council. Um, Isis, Osiris, Ashtar, himself, Commander Ashtar. Commander Tonas is the young, the young man, 30-year-old-looking man who's over 25 million years old <laughs> that I met in the first book. Um, um, Jesus, 
comes and goes, he's still out spreading love. He said he told me that he said I only ever preached love. Um, Mother Mary and Magdalene have been at the council. Melchizedek, um, the ascended version of John F. Kennedy and Abraham Lincoln and uh, Cleopatra and Julius Caesar and Mark Antony and uh, King Arthur and Guinevere and several of their knights. I mean, I really had fun thinking about who could I invite to join our joy council, which is in book two, Blossoming of Love, that would have um, a wide, uh, perhaps a wider perspective on earth and the happenings of earth than than myself. And, of course, you know, Kennedy, I I grew up, he was was shot when I was in uh, sophomore in high school, I think. So to have to be have a chance to speak with him now he still sounds like he does he did when he was alive but he's he doesn't have the agendas or the karma or the um, um, <laughs> the stuff that was going on when he was alive he doesn't have any of that he's not although he does have a definite sense of humor and uh, enjoy having him on the council so mm-hmm. yes these kinds of beings those are the ones that I'm speaking with because they are they're in the know. So why don't they just fix us? Well, that's against the galactic laws, of course. You know, they 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 are they're supporting us. They want to uh, be of assistance, but we have to ask. We have to be open and ask. You know, that's the prime directive. You can't advance a species beyond its readiness. So people ask me, well, when are we going to see those Ashtar commanders? And Tonas, Commander Tonas, said it's going to be probably several years yet, and I'm just describing that because who knows? You know, the way we're evolving, the way we're evolving so rapidly, it could be sooner. Now, I already Hmm. know, I know people that are seeing spaceships. They are not Ashtar command spaceships. Okay. There's lots of other races that are interested in what's going on on Earth because People, Earth is the happening place. I'll say that again. Earth is the happening place. Everybody wants to be here. And lucky you, you are here. You can make a difference. I think that's one of the major messages of my books. You are important. You can make a difference. Whether or not you get involved in the transmissions that we do, you're reading the books uplifts collective consciousness, uplifts all those thoughts that, that humans have been sending out since they, since they were first came on Earth about, and some of them not so good thoughts, you know, about surviving, about, you know, war and death and terror and fear. So you have a chance to make a difference, and your thoughts are very important. I love that. Again, I want all the listeners to know that uh, last time that I interviewed you, uh, Joy Lane, remember I said, who do you hang out with and and to talk about this stuff with? And you said, well, not a lot of people get this. And I said, I'll hang out with you, Joy. (laughs) so So after the last time we talked, I looked at Jody at the time who was here and I just said, order all of her books, order all of her books now. <laughs> I started reading them, and I would have to sit and not necessarily ponder, but I knew um, something was happening to me. So I want everybody to know that it is indeed a fact, just as she has said, is that by reading these books, for me, there's a transference of energy, and 
what happens when I have read them, what happens when I've had people read them, that they move more swiftly and they do, as you say, more gracefully. They move into a collective consciousness. And so one of the um, things that I also said at the start gathering is that I almost came very, very close to retirement so I could finish reading all of the books. So would you tell all of our listeners how many books are in the series and about the new series that you are uh, being guided to write at this time? I have published, self-published, six books. There will be ten, and they're and they are written, but they are not. They're not. Um, I, you know, I have to have a proof, a proofreader, and uh, uh, editors go through them. But so there's ten in this first series. <clears throat> I'm in the. I'm looking for a literary agent to represent me to a, a major publisher. Uh, and I know that's going to happen because I've seen it. I see things in the future. I get a little peaks of possibilities, and and that's going to happen. And then I'm actually. <laughs> I'm actually on the second book in the second series, which is called Passive Destiny, and it's very it's very fascinating. Um, I mean, when I go to the Joy Council, which is at least once a week, uh, when Joy Council, it's it's on the 10th dimension of the moon, or the genie that you meet in the first book built us a council building on that 10th dimension. And there's one in the center of the earth. There's a Joy Council there. So we send out transmissions um, from both of those locations, and what mm-hmm. happened as as we started sending that, those out, and they're they're really just things that I'm inspired to, you know, things that are happening in the current events, and I go to the council and say, hey, can we do something about this? And they're not going to give me, they're not going to say, well, the butler did it in the pantry with a candlestick. You know, it's not like, well, here's the answer. You got to ask a lot of questions, and sometimes the things are so obvious that I can I can be inspired to suggest that we do something about a certain event, and they'll put something together, and we'll send out a transmission. I mean, we we've, we've done things about things for our government, things for our monetary system, things for um, uh, our educational system. So there's lots of good stuff that's being sent to Earth. And what happened was, I think it was in Book Three, um, which is granted. Representatives from other universes came to our council, started coming to our council, and said, "Hey, we want some of this stuff too." And there is a group of beings, you know, the Swizzlers, their Council for Earth Vigilance. I, I don't have time to talk about them, but they are going to be the stars of the movies that these books are going to be made into. They are hmm. capable. There's ninety. They started out as ninety. They were in book one. You meet them as ninety-four. They were just energy beings. And then they incarnated, and they really chose an interesting body for our genie to put them into. But they are capable of calibrating the information, the transmission we send to Earth, to be appropriate for every culture on every world in every universe. Mm. So that's the caliber of beings that I am working with. And here's the most exciting thing. You can work with them, too. That is exciting. That is yes. exciting. I think that of, of everything in the book, there's lots of exciting things. But when I realized that there were really were fairies, and there really were dragons, and there really were all those creatures that I secretly, even unbeknownst to me, that I secretly hoped were real, when I found out they were, it was like, 
oh, 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 how magical. You know, we are, we on earth are having a magical life. And you'll get that when you start reading these books. You'll start thinking, oh, my gosh, it really is magical to be here, to be who I am now living in these exciting times. And I can be, I can put my vote in because if you, you are the one that counts. You know, all these masters that I'm working with that they would want to help us, they cannot do a darn thing until you say, yes, I choose that. Yes, I want that. I'm lending my support to that. Wow. Wow. You want to talk a little bit about, you mentioned before, about that I participate in these world transmissions. and um, yes. world missions. I, and, yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about that? How they can do yes. that? I, you know, I've seen them at the end of the books, but I think our listeners would like to know a little bit more about that. Uh, well, uh, I'll talk what's in the books, and then I'm going to direct you to the, my website too, because there's lots of there's world missions there. There's 16 of them that are magical, and that would be a way that you could help the situation in the Amazon. There's one that you could actually work with the Ashtar Command to implement a mission. So. In the back of, for example, the first book, it's a very simple process. You, um, you, Before you go to bed or if you meditate, you sit down and you say, hey, I want to go to this date. Every, every, every chapter in the books is, has a date. And the first energy transmission we send out in book one was April 4th, 2014. And you just sit down and you think, okay. I'm just going to move my energy consciousness, my energy body, to that that spaceship that Joy is on with Tonas. And um, there's a blog article that I wrote very recently that was that was guiding you in how to do that. It was for the Summer Solstice, but you can still go there on April 4th, 2014, and take part in what we're sending to the Earth. It's a it's a good it's a good message. It's a good package. So you just close your eyes and and the masters help me create energy bridges to all of the events in the Joy Chronicles. So you can pretend you're there. Some people will see. Some people will imagine and, and how fun to, to imagine because as you'll, you will actually be there, even if you're just imagining it. So there's a, I mentioned the Golden Ticket blog that you, can, you could work together. You could put together some uh, ideal situations for your life. You could take that energetically to our spaceship and send it to yourself in the past from April 4th, 2014. How cool would that be? Hmm. Wow. <laughs> so your wow. kiss would roll forward from that time up till now and even on into the future. It's a really powerful way to help yourself. And the book, too, you're, you can take a, you can uh, guide it to take either a, a seat around the, uh, the oval table that's modeled after the round table, but it's, we had too many people to make it round. There's over 100 people were sitting at the table in that second book. There's a seat there, energetic, a, a real seat for you. Any time you want to go there and take part in the transmissions from the, either from the moon or from the center of the earth into the space that we have there. So... You know your thoughts, your plan, your prayers, your hopes, your wishes, your dreams are important. And if you want to send them to the earth or send them to yourself, you can do that. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. the other way to help yourself or help the earth is on my website, joyelaine.com. 
there's a, a category called world missions. And they're short. They're maybe five, six, maybe seven minutes, I think, is the longest one. And they're a, like a short video, and they're on YouTube also. You can find it from my website on YouTube. Directing you how to how to use the serenity vibration healing work is woven into all of them so that you get really clear and you start making a difference uh, for the the planet and for your life. There's one that's called Hug a Tree and Set Your Heart Free, uh, the creatures of our of our oceans, uh, the air that we breathe, uh, the spirit of fun, uh, implement world mission with the Ashtar Command. Just really, really powerful world missions that you can you can you know click on. Some of them they're so easy to remember. You can just start doing them when you're sitting at a stoplight after you do them a couple of times. So I'm I hope you're getting the message that I'm encouraging you to step into your destiny's role because your destiny's role, a big part of your destiny, is to be alive now and to be conscious of what's happening. I think that's more fun than than just, you know, getting up, going to work, coming home, watching the news, going to bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a conscious participant. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes, that's okay. I and I think that's the important thing, a conscious and intentional um, participant in it. And when people say, well, it doesn't happen to me, or I don't see or experience or feel. And I was just had a client the other day, and they said, you know, I'm commanding and demanding for them to show up. And I said, well, have you commanded and demanded yourself to show up? Yeah. You, know, you have to. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And yeah. and that's what it is, is about showing up. And again, after the star gathering and after you spoke and after I continued to read your books and get downloaded, I had an experience of a council. And when I sat at the chair, uh, Abraham Lincoln was to my left. And yep, he's I, there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I looked at him. And I told my husband, you know, I'm a critical thinker, so I'm in my critical mind. I'm thinking, is this for real? And he almost comes up nose to nose to me, and he says, yes, I am Abraham Lincoln. Now let's get over it, and let's start talking. And so it, <laughs> Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. He so, like he did when he was alive, too. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. So... I want people to know that as they're listening to you, I want people to know as they're listening to me, and I want people to know as these books are absolutely, definitely worth it. You will wake up, you will wake up, you will wake up, you will wake up. Magical uh, things will happen to you, and you will have real experiences, real experiences if you show up. You know, that's part of the the participation part is the conscious choices that one makes right now. So Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you know, you're talking about seeing. I didn't see a, a darn thing for a long time. You know, and the reason I was so comfortable with the serenity vibration healing work is that it's 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 fail safe. You can't screw it up. Yeah. You know, you're 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 working you're working with the creator, and you are as a practitioner. You're not in. You are not personally in there messing with anybody's energy files or their lives. Their soul, their higher consciousness, and the creator are the ones that have the final say, the final rewriting of any work that you do as a practitioner. 
And I was I finally got I finally just gave up, you know, worrying about well I'm not seeing that and I'm not really hearing that and is it really happening? Because I could feel some people feel see, you know. Mm-hmm. They feel and they and, and that's really what I do. Although sometimes now that the sight is like, oh, it's just like yeah, really there's the person, you know. The hearing has always been really, really good for me. So I'm hearing very clearly as you and I are talking, like you and I are talking, I'm hearing the master speak. And I'm seeing more and more. So whatever little, little bitty, tiny, tiny knowingness or little tiny vision or just a faith that, you know, something's happening, just honor that. And just that's your first step, you know, just go with it. Um you know, I was grew up with a bunch of skeptics, and so you can imagine it was a little bit. I kind of took on that um, seeing is believing, uh, you know, saying. And I loved Wayne Dyer. Too bad he's not with us anymore. Of course, he's still assisting, supporting us. But he said, "It's not seeing is believing. It's believing is seeing." Yeah. yeah. So have faith in yourself. You know that you're an important person. Everyone here. Everyone alive, no matter what roles they're playing, even if they're playing roles of the adversary, you know, they're they're chosen to wear the black hats. Everyone here is a master in remembering that they are masters, and you are too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During the workshop uh, and lecture time that you had here at the Hope and Institute, you gave us all that. Um, golden ticket and you gave us an experience where we crossed over a bridge into mm-hmm. non-duality mm-hmm. or to a new dimension right. I, you know, I don't even know if you're capable of doing that just a little bit for the guests that are in the audience listening is there any way where you can give them an experience sure, right now? Sure, we can do now? it real quick uh, it's, uh, you're, you tend to you're, you're, the connection is tending to break up a little bit so I'm hoping that it's Clear enough. Can you hear me clearly? Because sometimes you cut in and out a little bit. Okay. Yep. No, I can hear you great. Okay. So um, that's two different uh, things that you were talking about. One is the golden ticket, and that's to help you manifest ideal scenarios for your life. And the other one is a bridge into non-duality. And by that I mean a bridge into the eighth dimension and higher. So the simple thing is to, you know, just um, shut your eyes. Hopefully you're not driving. If you're driving, you better <laughs> do this some other time. Or check out the website because it it guides you through and experiencing that under my blog, uh, joylane.com. But you just imagine a little bridge or a big bridge. I'm I'm just got a little uh, concrete bridge that I knew as a little girl that I still, uh, you know, know of and go go over every once in a while. Just imagine it. And uh, and energetically see yourself taking, uh, you've got your eyes closed, you're just going to take a couple steps and you're step on your bridge. And and you, the purpose of this bridge is so that, you know, it's kind of like the bridge over troubled waters. If you, uh, if you get drawn into the drama that's happening currently or any personal dramas, how is the best way for you to address that? Well, first of all, you can say, God help me. Or you can ask the angels to intervene. Angels, angels, help me. Or you can step onto your bridge. And that is like a bridge into a higher dimension that's less and less and eventually no drama or trauma. So rather than diving into, you know, see someone struggling in in the water in the stream below, a relative or a friend or somebody, they're having a tough time. Rather than diving into the water and trying to save them, you know, I've done that. 
I think they used to call that uh, enabling. <laughs> but, you know, I, I tried to, and I, and just got, made the situation worse, and the person was not able to overcome any of their uh, problems, addictions, and I didn't help either, and, and I just got really beat down. So rather than do that, stand on your bridge and send them love. Send yourself love, you know. Resist the temptation to try to fix somebody who doesn't want to be fixed. Send them love. Step on your bridge and and get used to doing that. It's just a really easy, quick way to just say, oh, I'm just going to use my bridge and I'm going to open my heart and just feel myself being calm, dancing on my bridge, sleeping on my bridge, um, because it does lead to the higher dimensions. And Archangel Michael is a little bit a note that's always with you on the bridge, so you're always safeguarded. And I would encourage you, and I would like to take a little bit of a side note. As you're working, if those of you who are waking up and are, if you're open to working with um, the other realms, please set the parameters that you're only working with beings of light, beings of the highest truth and the highest divine light. And then use your discernment, especially as you're looking on on the web, on Facebook and some of the other websites. Um, there are there's information and there's a lot of mis- misinformation. And this again, whether the uh, the channeler is aware of it or not, consciously or unconsciously, is an attempt to manipulate or control. If you're listening to someone channeling who says, "Well, these beings, these blessed higher dimensional beings, are going to come down and they're going to rescue us." That is absolutely not the truth. They are forbidden to do that. Anybody that comes in like to do something like that is, a non, is not a non-dual being. They are of duality, and they have an agenda. They're going to want to do something that's not going to be something very pleasant probably. So use your discernment. Feel into the message. Does it, does it feel like it's coming from the heart? Does it feel truthful? You know, I'm just urging you to do that because if enough people are fooled, Guess what? The Galactic Council will say, oh, well, you guys really all want that? Okay, well, you can have it. Mm-hmm. See, that's how powerful we are. Our vote matters. And what we're choosing, what we're choosing to experience, if enough if enough people say, yes, rescue us, help us, somebody will, somebody will, uh, will step in. And it, it, you're not going to lie. You know, I don't want to dwell on that. I'm just saying, please, please, please use your discernment and just ask. Set the parameters. Set parameters in place. If you're going to do any channeling or investigating, you know, say, you know, I'm only open to beings of the light and beings who have the highest, for the highest good and the highest good of me and the universe. That's what, that's your protection. That's just being smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know every time you do You know, that, you ask like- I'm sorry, what? Go ahead. Every time you say about put your foot on the bridge, mm-hmm. I instantly go into a different dimension. I instantly go into a higher dimension because even your voice, I think, uh, like you said, the masters are uh, speaking to you right now. It's your voice that's emitting a certain type of energy and transmitting of that energy of going across the bridge to a higher dimension. So I yeah, have to put the, my foot on the bridge, and I'm there. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a speedy traveler. <laughs> you get it right away. That's, it's really fun to work with people like that. 
Um, and the thing is, you know, the, the the words that I say are important, but there's a there's a telepathic goodness message that that my higher self and soul and the Creator just were speaking through me, and that's also true to the books. Uh, Hathor, I think it was, told me that. Uh, you know the words in the books are important, but there's a the telepathic message that the masters are sending through, and you feel that. You know, you you already feel that is is even as as important or more so than what what I've written. You know, mm-hmm. so um, some people say, "Well, just put the book under your pillow at night." <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Some people just open it up and read it random. Other people, you know, I'm I'm want to read from beginning to end, so uh, I'm kind of that kind of person. But some people start, you know, in the middle. And the books are they are in chronological order, but I do have people that will start with won't start with first book. I think it's important to start with book one. It's book one is really different than all the other books. I don't know if you've kind of noticed that, Janice, but Absolutely. I'm asking Absolutely. a lot. Of, yeah, there's I'm asking a lot of questions in the first book, and um, you know we're meeting a, a genie, we're meeting a, a fairy towards the end of the first book, and and uh, Ashtar Commander and some of the masters. But by the time I get to book two, I'm really starting to get the hang of things. And uh, it's, there's a lot more action in, in books two and three and four. You meet, the more, more dra- you meet the dragons in the second book. You meet a lot more fairy interaction, fairy, fairies, and really cool stuff about fairies. I just didn't have a clue. So, um, you know, I'm just fine whatever book people want to start with. And people always ask me, well, what book should I start with? And I say, I can't tell you that, you know. Pick the one that speaks to your heart, or pick all of them and just you know start reading. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you like to share any uh, passages from any of your books that you um, that kind of hit you and would be nurturing to the audience that are listening at this time? Well, you know, I I didn't mark anything, but there's a great one. There's a fairy wedding that if you sign up on my website for the for my newsletter, and I do I only send out something about once a month, you get you get to listen to that my my reading of the fairy wedding, and that's one of the tenderest tenderest most precious things in the books is is um, Rosebud and Shalaya. Rosebud's the first boy fairy ever. There weren't boy fairies when I met. Uh, the fairies in book two. Yeah, I asked Gia, well, why why not? She said, well, I just didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned out I'd be quite a bit of a matchmaker, which really surprised me. And uh, and eventually, you know, we got around to creating boy. She got around to helping the girl fairies create boy fairies, and it's really a pretty hilarious story about what their first uh, mock-ups or their drawings of what a bear, boy fairy should be like. So, but. I think if they if you listen to that you'll you'll feel the heart the heart speaking that the yeah, that uh, Shalaya did to Rosebud and Rosebud did for Shalaya, just mm. just remarkably tender. Hmm. Hmm. Wonderful. How wonderful. So, what do you think is in store for us? And maybe you don't know, but and are the masters and if dates matter, like when we go from two thousand and nineteen. And into 2020, is there a vibration yeah. frequency with that number? What's, what do you see might happen as we well, march to 2020? Well, you know, I, I want to turn that back on you and say, well, what do you want to happen? 
yeah, mean, that's, that's really great. what we're, we're we're all choosing. You know what we want to happen. And I, you know, I'll ask them about dates, but I finally gave up doing that because they said, you know, if we tell you a date, and with the way things are shifting so rapidly, what if it's possibly possible that what you want to happen could occur before then? But you've yeah. got this date stuck in your mind that it's going to happen such and such, and so you don't even you don't even allow the possibility that it could be sooner. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, from 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 the entire existence of Earth, unless you're unless you were born after 2009, you were born in third dimension. Okay, I imagine almost everybody here was born in third dimension, and. We were, and that was our reality for eons of time. Okay, just in just since two thousand nine, just what two decades, we've lost, we've lost, and it's a good thing we've lost third dimension and fourth dimension. I mean, that is like that's like rocket ship speed for evolution. It is. So two thousand twenty, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, Nobody, you know, I I kind of gave up asking. I do see things from about the future. I mentioned that before, um, and sometimes, you know, and they're usually good things. Sometimes they're not such good things. And thankfully, I have this SVH work so that we can go to the council and we can move back in time and make something that could be potential disaster not happen. So, um, but you know, luckily. <laughs> I, I see, I see good things. I see cool things. I see about you know what's going to happen with my books. They're going to be movies. Um, they're going to be. Um, there are they are spread through all the universes now. So I mean, I don't, I don't accept foreign currency, which is too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, gosh, think of yeah, think of how much money I would have then, but. Um, I just think you know, just hold a vision. One of my one of my blog articles is about dreaming the eighth dimension into reality, and I really I really stretch people's minds. I think when I write some of the things I write because everything is possible. I mean, yeah. Lyra, which is a non-dual world in our in our universe, is non-dual, and it's a city of the arts. It's a city of music and art and and the musicians and all the wonderful things that I love. And there are even crystalline cities floating in the air. That can be Earth in the eighth dimension. You mentioned eighth, instant manifestation. Now, that is a pretty big, like you said, pill to swallow. Instant manifestation. You think something and you have it. You think, well, today I want blonde hair. You do not have to go to the beauty salon. You have blonde hair. Today I want to be a size um, 6, and you're a size 6. I mean, I've seen myself, uh, Hope. I've seen myself in the future. I've seen myself on the uh, on That That's the spaceship, Torrance's spaceship. And I look like I'm 23. Mhm. I believe now, you. I'm you know honoring honoring where you are now, loving the body that you have now and just being open to the fact that it can metamorphosis. It doesn't have to die. You can move into that reality if you have the energy and you have the openness and uh, and you've done enough of the uh, 
you know, you've done your thing. You've you've done you've cleared your karma. You you feel like you're on your path. You're doing the things that feel really great, and you're and things you're drawn to. Um, serenity vibration healing helps with that tremendously. Um, so that you you're open to these higher possibilities. You know, my parents um, were 97 and 89 when they died. They died four years ago. And as much as I wanted them to be able to hang around and, you know, move with me uh, into the higher dimensions, they just didn't have the energy. They didn't have the mindset or the ability to draw in those, accept those higher energies and draw them in. Now, there's no worries because it's all good. I'm still talking to them. And they are having the time of their lives. (laughs) That's what we did. In the fifth realm. So no matter what, whether people, you know, whether they die or whether they ascend or uh, we're all ascending, you know, it's all mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. It's just good and more good. What about the babies coming to Gaia right now? The oh, babies. boy, are they, 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 are, they are the tapped in, turned on, tuned in kids. Hmm. They're going to be able to see, and most of us, uh, the, the fairies told me that, you know, at, in the old paradigm, about, at the, about the age of three months, children quit being able to see fairies. Wow. The new kids are going to be able to see them for a lot longer. Hmm. Hmm. They're Food. just, you know, they, they, they're, not born, they're not being born in third dimension. That was just like being born into, you know, really, it was really dense, 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 uh, difficult uh, reality. Hmm. Yeah, I was wondering if they are non-duality beings, can they be birthed through uh, a fifth-dimensional, sixth-dimensional being? Well, um, that's a good question. Um, not to my understanding. They could have, you know, more of the non-dual genetics. See, when um, this could be a little bit controversial, but I'll just briefly talk a little bit about it. The races that were involved in creating humans, and let me make a a side note. All the masters that I work with acknowledge that there is a God, a God goddess, and they call him, her, the great one. All right? So I'm not, I'm not, denying the existence of God. God is in everything. God is part of this work. God is God goddess, all right? But the what this is what the masters have told me. When we were when humans were being created, the uh, the dual plane individuals were the first ones to start contributing their genetics because they wanted slaves. They wanted beings to mine the gold and the crystals on earth. They didn't want to have to do it themselves. They didn't have the ability, or they could, but they didn't want to do all that manual labor. And those early humans were were programmed to die at about the age of 32. They were just like throwaway. They were just, you know, slaves to do the work. And then the non-dual beings were able to see into the future and see what humans would become. And so they started contributing their genetics. So all of us are really starseeds, I guess you could say, because we have the genetics of the non-dual beings and we have the dual plane genetics. The cool thing is going to happen is as we continue to move into the higher dimensions, those dual plane genetics will become more and more dormant. Hmm. And the non-dual genetics will become more and more active. 
those non-dual genetics, we're talking about instant manifestation, we're talking about no disease, no death, no illness, um, you know, Tonos, you know, who looks like he's 30, I told you he's over 25 million years old. I said, well, how do people age? He said, well, you just you just grow to the age that you like, and then you just stay there. <laughs> I thought, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. I'll, I'll sign me up for that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so, you know, it's just it's it's so exciting to be alive here now. I can't, I'm saying that again. It's exciting. It's magical. It's it's it's. I was when I found out all this information, I was just filled with hope. I thought, oh my gosh, a new new possibilities for me, for my life, and for the earth. Hmm. How could you not be excited? I am very excited. I, I was on this um, Zoom conference literally with women who are teachers and healers and helpers and channelers from South Africa to Australia to United States. And it was very interesting because all of us, we were talking about this joyous and outrageous and holy time. And so yes. we ourselves enjoying this journey because of the great and grand and speedy awakening that's happening. And that's why I asked the questions about these remarkable little uh, genetics of the babies that are coming in at that time. Mm-hmm. So what would you advise mothers and fathers as they're preparing to bring these high genetic babies into the planet? What would you suggest for them? as Be open to what forth? they say and they, they say they're seeing. Okay, so speak to them right now. Yeah, just say, you know, Mommy, I saw this, and say, yes, tell me about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, just, you know, we're moving into heart consciousness, where you open your heart and you speak from your heart. And that's how you interact with your children. You speak from your heart, you listen with your heart, because your heart is the most, is the wisest, wisest part of you. You know, I'm not... I'm not putting down the brain. The brain's a marvelous computer. But when you combine heart and brain, then you've got then that's where you've really got you've really got the insights. You know, that's talk about trusting the brain in your gut. There's a brain down there too. So, you're, you know, you just you just open your heart and you just love your kids. Mm-hmm. Allow them to expose them to all the good things that you can think of. You know, the books that that. That are tender, that are that show fairies. That and by the way, there is no such thing as a bad fairy. If you stumble mm-hmm. across a book like that, just put it down because it's just not true. They are earth keepers. They're about joy. They are about taking care of the earth, about supporting the animals, supporting all the plants. Gia herself told me that without the fairies, Earth would be just a dead world, be just a wow. ball of clay. Wow. So you know. Spend some time outside with your children because that's where you're going to be able to interact with the fairies. They are not going to come into your house. They might stick a head in. They might stick their arm in. But your house has no food that fairies will eat. They only drink dew on the, from the plants. And so if you're outside, and you, and especially it's nice weather, you lay down on a blanket and just, you know, lay down and then they'll whisper in your ear. Everywhere that there's green, there's a fairy garden. Hmm. Hmm. So I just you know, talk. love your kids, speak with them, you know, speak with them with love and interact with love. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit 
about our food intake and the type of food as we're moving into these new genetics and receiving children from the new and possibly non-dual genetics. And as we're moving across the bridge into non-duality, is there, I don't want to say should there be, but is there a change in the appetite, in the taste buds in as we move forward in that journey? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Osiris talks about that in, in one of the, I forget which book it is. You know, I have so much information comes through. But he says, would you eat a butterfly? <laughs> no. And the same thing, you know, the same thing about cows. It's not because, it won't be because, you know, you're sorry for the cow and you don't want to kill it. It'll just be because there's no attraction to that, to that, to that food. Now, I understand that. People are still, you know, eating meat, and I'm no judgment about that. You know, I'm a vegetarian, but that's okay. At some point in the future, you know, and the important thing is now to bless what you're eating. To bless it, mm-hmm. to thank, you know, thank the the animal if it came from an animal. Thank the animal for for providing the food for you. So that you don't have any death energy with the food. That's the way that you release that. You just bless it and you thank, you know, you be thankful for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's in the higher dimension, we don't have to eat. Yeah, yeah. I because mean, I life of, is, yeah, yep. yeah, like yep. prana. People, there are people now that can do that. Yeah. They just, they just, um, <laughs> I'm still eating, you know. I'm finding that I, I don't need to eat as much as I did, and my tastes have changed. I, you know, used to be a chocolate alcoholic, and I'm not that anymore. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm, you know, it just, um, it just, it just gets easier, Janice. I just want to say everything gets easier. You, you know, if you want to continue the struggle, you are welcome to that. But if you decide you want to let that go, then that's the way to. That's a really the way to be. You know, let go of the struggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. I think we were taught, you know, you got to work hard, you got to try and toil and travail and pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and that used to be the truth, but it's not. That's that reality is long gone. Yeah. Yeah. Where can our listeners buy all of your books right now? Where could they get them? Go to my website joyelaine.com and you can um, they're all available for sale there it will take you when you click on a book it will take you directly to Amazon okay and you can also purchase them as Kindle Kindle books Um, you can find me on Amazon but it's easier to start on my website and then go to Amazon that way and your website is joyelaine j-o-y E-L-A-I-N-E dot com. Each book has a page of highlights, has a short video about what's in the book, so you can really get a good sampling of, you know, okay, what's this one about, and then what's that one about, and, you know, really, um, you know, or you can just say, hey, I think these are all going to be good, and I'm just going to get them all. (laughs) That's what I did. (laughs) I know. That's what I did. <clears throat> you know, we didn't talk a lot about the Ashtar Command. Did you want me to say a little bit more yeah, about them? Or? Yeah, yeah, please okay. do. I love that. So, 
in the first book, which I started writing in, uh, well, I started. I met Tonos, Ashar Commander Tonos, in February of 2014. I didn't realize I had to write the books until about May or June. That's when I actually started writing. Um, I had a lot of notes that I that I referred to so that I knew what people were saying. But um, at that time, there were 86 million. Ashtar command ships stationed above Earth on the ninth and tenth dimensions, higher up, you know, we couldn't see them. And 86 million, and they are all, all the, all the crew. There were 900 uh, crew members on his ship, and his ship was one of the smaller, uh, smaller ships of the fleet. Some of them are as big as Chicago. All right, they're huge. Some of them have cities in them, you know, that are, they're, they're just really monster. But um, 86 million ships, and they were, what were they doing? They were just guarding Earth. Now, hmm. now that all the other universes have joint councils in every universe, there, there, well, there's only about 40 million left above Earth. And the rest of them are spread out, dispersed through the universes, supporting, supporting those worlds that are moving to non-duality. We had no universes that were non-dual when we started. When I started work with the Joy Council, at this time, I think there is 13 completely entire universes that are non-dual. Earth, mm-hmm. our universe, is about half and half. Half the worlds are dual. Half the worlds are non-dual. Okay. So Andromeda, Lyra, Sirius, uh, Vega, Arcturus are non-dual. I know for the, for sure. So it, we're, you know, once we get to the tipping point, enough people are involved in making higher choices, in loving themselves, and doing what they love, and being good neighbors, and stop watching the news. <laughs> I keep slipping that in every once in a while. That's the tipping point. That's where we tipped more towards non-duality, more to, and finally it'll just go poop, and we'll be non-dual. I can't say when that will be. For some of us, some of us working our path, walking our path consciously, it'll be sooner. Hmm. For others who are not awakened, um, it'll, it'll take longer. It's going to be different for everyone. So I actually recommend they're all non-dual, which means they don't have an agenda. They're not here to control us or manipulate us. They are not able to assist us unless we consciously ask, make sure, you know, make clear our our desires, our choices, and they are here to support us. They keep things like, um, you know, you read about these big asteroids that are going to come and destroy the Earth. No, not with Ashtar Command, all right? Mm-hmm. And by the way, a lot of the indigenous peoples, those guys that are hiding in the rainforest, have the capability, and many of them, some of them have forgotten their abilities, but when they first came here, they came here to help Earth 120,000 years ago. They had the capability of deflecting asteroids and things from Earth. They have really marvelous, uh, marvelous abilities. So I still command, they, you know, the ships, I've talked about, told us about the ships, um, the the first transmission april 4th you'll step into a big room and there's really nothing in the room there's no furniture and i said well we're you know why not furniture he said so i said well just get in the way you know if we want some furniture we manifest it <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if you're looking for the star trek you know command deck no you won't see it you'll see some big viewing windows that you can look out of and see the earth below and see the stars in the sky it's just gorgeous view so um 
what do they look like on the outside? Tona said, well, imagine two crystalline pie pans, one on top of the other. So there's not this extravagant thing you see like in Star Wars and, uh, you know, Star Trek and those kind of things. They're they're really, um, and they're they're invisible. You can't, most, the lower dimensions, even probably if they came down in here, we'd have a hard time seeing them. But they stay up in the higher dimensions to be, you know, so that, so that they're not invading. They're not. They're not invading. They're not. Uh, you know. They're just supporting us there. I asked Sananda. You know, out of eighty-six million ships, why did I step on this one commander ship, Tonus? Okay. He said, "Well, you've had over seven hundred eighty-six so and so and so incarnations with him, and some of them are still going on because they're non-dual." I thought, "Oh, okay." <laughs> That's why I stepped aboard his ship. You know, we've had all this serious heart connection in other other incarnations. So they're marvelous. He's handsome. He's about six foot. Of course, he could be as tall as he wants. He's got shoulder length black hair. And when I, you know, when I found that out or when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's that's a goner for me. <laughs> Just long hair is a yeah. And uh, you know, they all can they look can look however they want. You know. Ashtar is very handsome. He's got a little touch of gray in his in his sides of his hair. And Tona said, "Well, that's just for the effect. You know, he doesn't. Have, he's not aging. <laughs> so, so they do come down here, but you'd never recognize them. They mm-hmm. they they don't they don't look as beautiful as they are when they come here to just kind of walk around and see what's happening. You are one of the most so they're good guys. They're the, they're, I have yeah. ever met. I mean, really, yeah. you are one of the most fascinating women on the whole. And I have met and talked to a lot of people. And you are, because when you speak about this, and that's what I tell everybody about you, Joy. You know, like if somebody came up to someone and says, so what's your recipe of your grandma's brownies and and that person could kind of rattle off the ingredients because they made it a thousand times. You talk about these dimensions and spaceships and Astar Command and Tonas and the Twizzlers. And um, and I tell everybody, I've watched her, and she does not skip a beat. I mean, you are in these, I mean, you don't have to even think. You just have, you bring this information out that's, mind-boggling and enriching all at the same time. You're an amazing, amazing being. That's all I can say. Well, thank you. I'm I'm a lucky yeah. being. <laughs> you are. I'm, I'm, you I'm are. one of the luckiest women in the world, in the universe, to know the beings that I get to interact with and and to to be, you know, to be part of this really magnificent work. And what I want to keep stressing is all of you can be with me, with us, as we're doing this. And I hope you will. I hope you will join us because, as I said before, you're all important. I think that's really important, and that's the other thing that I love about you is that you, when you say it, and you can too, you Mm -hmm. can have this type of life. You can join us. Please do. And that's what I've seen in all of your missions and transmissions that you want us to join in to that. And so I'm encouraging all the people who are listening to this, and if you listen to it, pass it on to other people who would listen to this. 
to allow their download to occur and the magic to begin because it is true magic. And um, uh, I just feel that so much from you, Elaine, uh, Joy, Elaine, and it's just so wonderful. I'm so glad the universe brought us together. So. Me too. Me too. Yeah, been, <laughs> Soul sisters. Yes, yes, that's how I feel. It's been fascinating to know you. I, I was telling the girls again, um, uh, the last time we talked, when Jody was here, I, I closed up shop and I said, oh, my God, if this was only for me, it was worth it. It was so <laughs> fascinating. And I feel the same thing this time. It's just fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. So I do want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining us tonight and being on our program. We most certainly hope that you'll be joining us again. I'd love to have you on the program again because you're so fascinating. You have this fascinating life. And you are also yeah, I'd like so- to. I'd like to talk more about the fairies and the dragons. You know, I mean, there's just so many beautiful creatures here that, you know that where, where are they? Well, they're not quite on our dimension because of, of in the past we've not had such great interactions with them. But you know they're here. You know. Yeah, they're here. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to have uh, Joy Ling uh, too a follow up. <laughs> so we will get a <laughs> we will get a hold of you. And I love that you're dedicated to bringing this information out to people upon the planet at this time. And so I just truly, truly appreciate you. I want to thank you for being on the program. Um, thank you so tonight. much, Janet. And have a wonderful time on your trip. Um, I will. I talk will. A I'm looking about forward that? to it. Well, we're just, I'm going with a group of five other SVH practitioners, and we're going to be going to some sacred sites in Europe and Turkey and Greece and Petra and Jordan and uh, doing some uh, energy work for the planet and for ourselves, you know, to, to, to enjoy being together and to, um, it's fun, you know, we always just get ideas and bounce different uh, things off of one another and, you know, go here and do this. So I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it. Well, you enjoy every single moment of it, my love. You enjoy every Thank single you. moment. Thank you. <laughs> Sending you big okay. kisses. Mm. Oh, thank you. I'll receive that. I'll receive that. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Everyone who is listening to this, please continue to join me on the Pure Hope Show. We are going to continually dedicate every program that we have to this new uh, non-duality existence and our oneness. The next time we will be on the program will be on... Tuesday, September 24th. It will be a pre-recorded program, and it will be with our beloved Selena Matreya, who many of the listeners know of her, as well as many people here at the Hope Interface Center has welcomed them, her into their hearts. She is a transformable agent, an internationally celebrated lecturer, author, and teacher of practical spirituality. Selena empowers her students by showing them how to reactivate and actualize their energy field so that they can respond to chaos that lands in their daily life and become one of the highest frequencies on the planet called peace, kindness, compassion, tolerance, understanding, wisdom, and gratitude. She will help us and she will also 
bring forth information and guidance that will help us in this new and very exciting times. So to all of my listeners, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. To all of my phenomenal guests, especially Joy Lane, for tonight's interview, I am so much I'm amazed and tantalized and changed every time I talk to you. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. I also thank uh, Tom, our director, who has helped us with this program over and over and over again. To my sweet angels, uh, Miss Amy and Janelle, I thank you. Until we meet again, namaste, namaste, namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.